Welcome back to The Russians. Uh, I'm your host, Yash Levine. Hi, I'm Evgenia. No last name. I see we're informal this time. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know. We're, we're, how do we start this thing? Well, I mean, I, I, fig- I figured, well, we figured that uh, we'd do a kind of a, a more of a... First of all, we had a break, so we're, we're back. Yeah. We had a break and we're back after a couple of weeks, so uh, I hope you missed us. Anyway, I, we, 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 we figured we'd do a slightly uh, more... Uh, casual kind of episode a little bit more fun just because we've you know kind of been on the on the on the on the war on the war beat in the last few months um and uh, there's only so much you can kind of you can do about that about that stuff without kind of going nuts because uh, this war is keep, keeps on going and going and it, it yeah. doesn't look like it's going to have an end um but also since for us like m- like most people it's just a there's like a virtual dimension it's not clear what exactly we have to add to exactly. the conversation I mean, and plus yeah if there's a lot of there it's different yeah yeah and there's a lot of people who are sort of you know making this sort of war you know they're they're beat and they're kind of uh i don't know i don't want to be like war commentariat they're 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 sort of influencer game but um yeah anyway i mean it's so well i think we'll do we'll do we'll, we'll return to it uh we unfortunately you know we, we we unfortunately we we can't ignore it but we do something a little bit more uh fun because we we watched the film um uh, uh the other day it was actually a few weeks ago uh, I was trying to keep it sort of more um, vague, you know. Oh, all right. Okay, so that... I'll, I'll cut it out. No, I'm fucking joking with you. I'm Why you gotta cut out too. my jokes? I'm joking too. That is part of oh, the wait, joke. Oh wait, it's meta. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm, um, well, are you gonna cut that out though? <laughs> no, you're gonna keep everything in. Anyway, we watched the movie. A pretty good, a surprisingly good movie, right? Uh, it's called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yes, correct. Uh, and it's by by these by this sort of director duo, the Daniels. We'll get Daniel Kwan and uh, let's be precise. Some, some Daniel sort of white uh, German name or something. You know? <laughs> Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. Yeah, and I wasn't expecting anything. I don't expect much from movies these days, but yeah, it was surprisingly kind of a kind of a great film, and um, kind of close to turned out to be kind of close to my heart and and, and I guess maybe our hearts, too. our hearts because it was. Yeah in this very sneaky kind of way, but also in a very obvious way that um, most uh, film reviewers that I've, I've read um, have sort of failed to pick up. It's really like about being an immigrant in America and sort of, uh, or about the immigrant experience in America, but in right. this sort of very unusual and quirky sci-fi kind of uh, drama kid kind of way. I don't know. But we, we, yeah. we, so we wanted to just do a little episode about that. Yeah, because I thought it's, uh, you know, we as immigrants, and I guess it's a bit closer to Yasha because the movie kind of covers the kind of immigrant family dynamic. Like, what are the parents alike? Not really Americans. And what are the kids if they're like Americans? And yeah. how the, well, that's, I guess the reviewers are all obviously did pick up on the generational thing yeah. but I ultimately thought the most interesting part and the one we kind of <laughs> truly connected because we kind of joke about it a lot is the kind of the multiverse element of immigration too yeah um, right because that I don't know that was interesting but but let me roll back so I, I uh, again I didn't expect anything either and uh, later I realized that these are the guys I've heard about their Sundance hit uh, Swiss army man Mm-hmm. And I realized, oh, these are the same guys. Yeah. And then, uh, okay, I decided I need to know <laughs> what was that about. And um, that was kind of surprisingly fresh as well. Yeah, it was good, but it wasn't, yeah, it was a bit more of just like almost like a juvenile 
right kind it was a, the first feature but but one thing uh, it kind of stuck with me is that i thought after watching um the swiss army man i thought oh this is more of a the white daniel film that they made together <laughs> like and then <laughs> this one everything everywhere all at once this is the daniel kwan film yeah more the immigrant the, more the immigrant film the more the yeah. kind of the immigrant daniel or yeah so i don't know that was kind of sweet i don't know their general the collaboration is kind of perplex not perplexing just kind of rare because they're they're not brothers they're kind of I almost thought there was something yes I think so they went to um, I think some kind of undergrad film program it's not, it, not even like a proper so proper they didn't film even go school. to like AFI or anything no that, I think they were more fancy we just made it through making music videos and then making commercials so I think it was definitely not some kind of like straight out of film school movie deal I mean, they're really I mean they're really so talented they're, impressive, very they're talented. really talented just technically even and like conceptually they do these mm-hmm. very complex I mean, I mean, it's almost like every scene and is is like a complex setup, uh, which makes sense because they kind of in, in like with all these trick shots and like trick things that they do. But like, it also almost practical. What do you call it? Was pra- not CGI? Yeah, with in, like in camera effects. In and, camera and effects, practi- yeah, and yeah. there's like always um, what do you call it? Like there's a front. Oh, front plane, like the front plane, bla- and then back. Black plane. I don't is know. It the, black plane? The, the what is it film called? Terms. I can't remember. Yeah, there's always something Again, going know, on. You forget you're talking to an immigrant too. You know, so it's like, <laughs> well, we know much like- around here. <laughs> We can. I can. I can tell you how to apply to for for food stamps. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. In fact, yeah. there's a there's around the corner. There's um there's a every Saturday there's a there's a special um kind of a, it's a pantry a, 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 program. pantry pantry program that a lot of immigrants are enrolled in. So actually, yeah. many Chinese-looking people there, and Russians, and Russians too. I was th- thinking yeah. of actually standing of in line, figuring out how how to get on that. <laughs> As long as you show them your immigrant card, they let you in. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, okay. But but yeah, they're so they're just films are refreshing because I, f- I feel like everything big Hollywoody like like the Marvel thing uh, that gets made is is actually so uber simplistic that yeah. that nothing is actually happening besides some two characters, let's say, talking. But in Daniel's universe, there are going to be like characters talking, and there's going to be some other thing happening in the corner and maybe something extra in the very busy very busy and very kind of yeah, alive right. alive kind of frames yeah I mean yeah exactly but, so, yeah, but that's that's about the technical part but our expertise here because I, I feel like I need to steer <laughs> need the conversation to, yeah to go back on track we as uh, the Russians and the immigrants I feel related to the film exactly because of the even if it's not the same obviously whatever the kind of Chinese immigrant laundromat owner experience is specific but yeah, it's like it's broad enough to sort of right be relatable. I don't know. It covers such a big ground. I don't know if I, in short I can retell the plot, but it's. I don't think it makes sense. Yeah, it's what's the plot is super like convoluted. The the actually um, the uh, kind of superficial just plot outlines is very simple. So the woman, uh, the immigrant um, kind of Chinese laundromat owner. She's being audited by the IRS. Yeah, and she's uh, was basically was slightly cheating on her taxes. And um, taking yeah, write-offs that she shouldn't have been right, and uh, <laughs> she's trying to figure it all uh, all out, and she has this somewhat like a, what seems like a slightly useless husband who helps her with the laundromat that they run together, and she has a gay um, young, I guess early twenties or, or 
teenage daughter who comes out as like a lesbian to her. Anyway, and uh, she has an elderly dad who kind of doesn't really... <laughs> Super judgmental. <laughs> judgmental and doesn't really respect, seems like, her line I mean, of work. And is sort of senile. Anyway, so there's this family dynamic and it's all kind of takes place in the laundromat. And it's very cramped, very cramped quarters. And in their apartment above the laundromat, which yeah. is like, whatever, fairly believable setup. Uh, so this is the plot. So it has like a, almost a stereotypical, like almost like, you know, a stereotypical, uh, I don't know how you like, Asian family, I guess, you know, like it's right. like, it's like play, it's playing with the tropes, I think a lot. Like the a laundromat, you know, the laundromat right, that the Chinese cliche. owns. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, and then things really unravel when she actually goes to the IRS and meets um, the um, kind of IRS clerk, I guess, who audits her. IRS agent, I don't know what they call him. Like, yeah, some kind of IRS bureaucrat who is actually played by. Uh, um, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty fun. It's a good, good casting actually an amazing character unbelievable yeah. actually so like almost no vanity there I can't believe she could do it she had a basically wearing a fat suit yeah Jamie Lee Curtis maybe yeah no no she's wearing a fat suit pa- especially around the midsection here <laughs> yeah pretty fat she's like you know kind of stuffing her face at the IRS desk and all <laughs> stuff with donuts and like, pastries what about and, the wrist guard and, and like a kind of she has she has um, carpal tunnel you know from all the paperwork she's doing so it's just so it's like actually, <laughs> you, I'm you're, actually you're wearing, wearing the exact a wrist guard same right kind now. of wrist guard but it's carpal tunnel from having a from carrying a baby yeah <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah. but anyway, so, and, and that's where things unravel. She goes, basically, it's like this. She either goes crazy and she starts like uh, going into like a kind of a, a psych- she has a psychotic break and she starts uh, hallucinating or uh, thinking that she's in part of some kind of like multi-dimensional uh, um, sort of uh, fight against evil. Right. Uh, because like her husband suddenly becomes not her husband, but some other guy from another dimension who is her husband. I mean, who looks like her husband but isn't her husband because she's from another dimension. You know, it gets into that. So she starts to sort of like, almost like have a kind of a split person, not split personality, but a psychotic break, really. I mean, you could read it that way. Or it's actually happened to her. You don't know. You actually don't know in reality, in the end. But, and then like, basically she gets sort of caught up in this multi, again, multi, um, dimensional, multiverse fight against a sort of evil entity. Right. Who actually turns out to be also her, her daughter, you know, in her real, in her, in her, in this universe, in, in like a parallel universe, her daughter is like a person who wants to destroy the into all of the universes, you know, all at once right. and is like on a quest to do that. And so, and, and her mother in the different dimension is like the only one who can stop her. I mean, she kind of gets into this sort of thing. And it's interesting because, you know, the multiverse is like this thing. It's, it's a very, um, it's a very trendy it's a very trendy uh, topic, I guess, you know, and like the, the latest, in, ho- in, in la- the latest one, you know, that came out of Hollywood movie, it's the, the one of the Sp- Spider-Man franchises, actually, I think the, the, the most recent one that came out where Spider-Man, like, basically uh, causes a, a rift in, like, in, 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 time, in space, space and time thing. and, like, and uh, carelessly and, if, and does this thing where all of the, all of the horrible, all of like the um, villains that he's ever fought, like you know, and and in all the other dimensions, you know, so it's like countless of them, I guess, and uh, all come kind of raging into his world, and he has to like fight them and and like disable them and, and save save the planet, you know, from evil. So there's like it's a big it's a multiverse. The multiverse is like a kind of a trendy topic now, but I think this this film, you know, I mean, in in Spider Man, I feel like. And in these Marvel films, I, I think these the, the multiverse is like almost used like a commercial uh, narrative device because it like allows it's like it's 
they just kind of use it for no other reason other than like that it gives gives the franchise you know gives the corporation the ability to bring in like all of the greatest hits you know of spider-man like all of the all of the villains that he's ever fought that in in all the other films <laughs> like that actually has have existed that or are actually kind of the multiverse because they're slightly all different parallel realities it's of Spider-Man. It's just lazy screenwriting. Yeah, yeah, and so and and also and like it, yeah, it's like member berries so everyone can sort of see the the past. Um it's just it's it's a, a really like a purely commercial plot device right. that that allows them to exploit all their intellectual property in one film. But also it seems like people love it. People love it, but I'm just, but it's but it doesn't have a like depth to it, which is I I think Everything well, everywhere. Well, here it's interesting. Yeah, because it, they use the multiverse stuff. Yeah, I know, yeah. They use the multiverse stuff. They use the multiverse, the fact that there is, you know, like countless possible lives that people could lead, you know, and like, and they kind of fracture depending on, you know, the kind of decisions that you make in your in your, in your life, obviously, at every moment. It's sort of, I think it, it's to mirror the immigrant experience in the sense that like, as an immigrant, I mean, this is something that, you know, ultimately, I mean, I, I sort of started feeling when I got older and started thinking more deep, deeply about you know, where I came from and like what life was like, you know, in, in the Soviet, you know, or in Russia, or in Russia, you know, where we came from, like what would have happened if we didn't leave, if my parents didn't, well, if my parents didn't leave and, you know, and take me and my brother with 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 them, what would happen? What kind of lives would we lead? And, and so, you know, I know that it's like, for everyone, it's like that because, you know, every decision you make obviously is influences you, the sort of what's going to happen in the future. And depending on what you do, you know, different things can happen and your life can take a, you know, can go on a widely different uh, direction or trajectory, R- rarely, but I mean, that's the idea behind it. But for an immigrant, you know, the, the decision to immigrate is like a very, 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 you know, serious decision. Uh, and that sort of like has like, you know, all these consequences that build up to it. And right. so and so in the film, you know, in like when she goes through these different dimensions, the main character, um, she's like, you know, she encounters like all these different versions of herself. And like one of the versions is that <laughs> is that she never actually left um, China or like she never decided immigrated. Right. And so right. She, and so if she and so. OK, so she breaks Not up with her husband. Not just immigrated, but followed this bo- whatever. Yeah, young so man she, she fell in love with this guy and he wanted to go to America. And so she and so she followed him. And right. she, they went together, but so instead, in like one of the versions of hers, where she like decided, no, I'm not gonna go with you, and she broke up with him, and he went to America maybe or didn't. She stayed in, you know, she stayed where she was with her family, and she became this, you know, this really successful uh, opera singer, basically, right? Or, or no, <laughs> yeah. no, a, no, a film, a film, a movie star, yeah, a movie star, and then some other universal opera and singer. Also, yeah. like, yeah, and so. But the movie star is interesting because it's, I think, um, some of the shots were literally pulled out of the real character who plays the laundromat owner, Michelle Yeoh, a movie career, because she was a beauty queen and a movie star. Yeah. So it is literally one of the, <laughs> it's funny, one of the those multiverse realities is based on the... The, the actual life of the of 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 the um, yeah of the of the of the actress like this really famous who is a kind of I guess an immigrant to some also degree. an immigrant yes yeah yeah and 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 is like has all these split identities and like right and she's telling her husband while she's seeing that life is like I wish you could see my life without you no exactly and so I mean it's, they go on a meta level to the yeah, exactly to the extent that why the the metaverse mm, kind of technique 
or, or plot device works here really well is they actually they kind of use it to its full potential and there's actually a meaning behind it you know it's the the, the sort of the fractured identities of 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 of, of immigrants and, and things like that but also they pull in the actual life you know the real life of the, of the actress who plays this character so she, so yeah it's it's um it's pretty well done i mean it's surprisingly like when you watch it it's like this kind of slapstick it's like half kung fu film half kind of like silly sci-fi um, I mean, I don't know, like they're very, it's a very, um, they have a kind of a unique style, a style that I would generally, normally, I don't think would very li- like very much. I mean, they're a little too silly right, for my it's taste. it's almost like kind of juvenile, but it actually through this in- juvenile, funny, silly things, get at something pretty profound. No, no, I mean, it's really. But it's, it's also, they, yeah. they actually, I, I like that it's not consistent. The tone changes. They're good with that. Yeah, yeah. And they, and, yeah, exactly. And it's, and. Um, Remember the movie Sliding Doors? Oh, Yes. Man, yes. what like a boring and also one-dimensional take on it's this kind of um, Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah. It's like the premise is one day she misses the train, like the doors close right. and she has to go back home. Right. And, w- and one day she doesn't miss the train and it basically affects normal her routine, life. Yeah. But but it's funny because like she then she finds her husband like cheating on her or something. No, I think when she misses the train, she doesn't find out her boyfriend or husband uh. cheating on her. And when she doesn't miss the train, comes early, she does. But in the end. Uh, I think it doesn't matter all those both tracks and the same. Lead to her finding a true love with someone it, else. I think it's the same. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's pretty simple. So the idea is doesn't matter. No, the idea is there's fate and you're fated to find your true love. Yeah, but also yes. un- it's all unescapable. Yes, yeah. So it's actually, it uses the split to go the other way. Yeah, not interesting, but also like very one-dimensional here where the, the split is like there are 10 splits. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's actually way more interesting. I mean, we actually think about that sometimes, right? Remember, because we also, speaking of sliding doors, <laughs> we also have a kind of, we sometimes, uh, you know, out here in our, in our, in our family, we, was, <laughs> we sometimes think about, well, like, what would have happened, right, if I never immigrated? Yeah, because I was always thought of myself, well, if I stayed in, you know, if I stayed in um, Ang- Leningrad and then it would have been, you know, renamed into St. Petersburg. I like, I would have, you know, there are a lot of business opportunities uh, in, you know, in the sort of <laughs> opening markets of Russia <laughs> in that I would have like become a mini Gark or like some kind of, um, or like... I think a, last some, time you were saying deputat. Well, no, well, I mean, I probably would have worked my way what up to it. it? Uh, uh, like a Like a deputy, like a parliament, uh, member of parliament, basically. <laughs> If, as a as a successful businessman in Russia, I would have ultimately found my way to be to be a member of parliament <laughs> because that's what you do. Yeah, you that's know. what everyone does. But yeah. that's one of them. The other one is I would have become some like minor little crim- criminal. Um, you know, still like, something. Some kind of criminal. I probably would have gotten shot. I mean, the most likely thing I might have like become. Um, you know, like addicted to heroin, like, you know, and I don't know, like, cause I'm, cause a lot of that, that was like kind of in, in the people that I grew up with in my neighborhood, you but know, you that was too a, young, but the guy that was, you know, my slight couple of years older than me only, you know, right. Um, that's a dark story by the way. Yeah. Who was, yeah. who lived, who was lived in, in my, um, in my, in my apartment building in like the, you know, the sort of padiezd in my padiezd, which is like in, you know, I don't even know what you'd call it in, in America. It's like in my wing of the, of the building, oh, the apartment, yeah, building, the apartment. Yeah family that we were friendly with that on the first floor the father was a police officer in Soviet Union uh, I don't know what the, I don't know what his mom did I um, don't remember but uh, he was just a nice kid I, I hung out with when I was when I was younger and he and he ended up like getting a job at a prison uh, as a prison through guard his dad, right? yeah through his dad uh, in the 90s uh, then uh, selling selling basically drugs there 
because that's what you do to make money on the side, then getting hooked on heroin himself, then getting caught uh, for doing heroin, uh, getting sentenced to prison, uh, at some point uh, contracting HIV um, through um, needle use, their needle use, then like coming back from the, you know, coming back from the prison um, on a train uh, from like Siberia where he he was, where he was um, incarcerated you know, getting drunk or something happening and falling under the train, getting his legs cut off, all this stuff. I mean, it's, and then, and then Un- dying. It's unbelievable, actually. And surviving yeah. that and then dying essentially without legs, with amputated legs, uh, dying of complications from uh, AIDS, you know. Uh, that's my, like, that's, that's a kid that I, uh, one of the few people that I actually remember very well uh, from my childhood, you know, that, that I hung out with. Misha is his name. He's a sweet kid, very sweet yeah, kid. Your yeah, your mom said he was very because she would sometimes talk about him, how like kind he was. He was a nice and I, guy. And yeah. I guess actually yeah. being kind of maybe like kind and slightly weaker personality conducive to that. You know, you like get yeah. sucked into the stuff. Yeah, you it's see. pretty brutal. But yeah. that's so dark, and you know, like when you told me about this, I can't believe it that you would know someone like that because it feels like um, such a you know like Russian TV drama about the 90s material stuff i know those yeah. things happened but they felt very far away from me yeah but like obviously I mean, that I, happens yeah. in the neighborhood because i was i was eight when we left right so i didn't i didn't make any lasting connections so yeah. so that would have been that's also one of the possibilities yeah it make you think about immigration in a very positive light i think my brother would have been a candidate for that kind of for that kind of fate or or, or a similar kind of fate not exactly that one but like basically getting on heroin and and because um, there was a huge heroin epidemic uh, exactly for like people kind of his age that were like turn, coming of age right, right as, the, as the Soviet Union collapsed which which is what he but was. also not everyone just gets into drugs you know yeah I know but or like or like his friends that he hung out with were you know one of them was like this the other guy basically doesn't have a liver anymore because he was just an alcoholic and he couldn't you know like I mean and wow. so there's like cases like you know drinking people almost drink themselves to death by you know they're not even in their they're in their twenties, you know, yeah. like that kind of stuff. So, I mean, there's a lot of possibilities. I mean, there's also a possibility of him being a successful businessman as well, That's you true. know, and you know, um, or just like, you know, whatever, like some kind of minor, you know, entrepreneur that uh, runs some kind of little local, you know, music store or something, you know, because he was into music when he was there. Well, it's funny because Durov, Pavel Durov, who I guess people know now yeah. everywhere. He comes from, um, I guess he is uh, slightly younger than yeah. you. He comes from Leningrad and he got into IT and, you know, <laughs> there's that to it, like, yeah. which is not almost that different from in some level in, in being in uh, Silicon Valley. Than, yeah. You know, there's that. Math, you can be, be like some sort of programmer because math, mathematics is taught pretty well in the yeah. late Soviet Union and when in Russia it's like kept going yeah. so it wasn't like completely unheard of just to go that route but um, I mean but yeah. yeah so when as an immigrant you kind of think about these things I mean at least I do and I started you know as I've, as I've gotten older I've started thinking about them more just because they're pretty interesting to think about this multiverse spectrum back to the film because it, they got it so well visually it's sort of how you like for a second you see <laughs> Yes. You see yourself in a completely different life, with yeah. a different skill set, but maybe even similar people along the way. Because she actually, which is interesting, meets her husband in the different multiverse too, and he and some other multiverse also successful, some kind of CEO, <laughs> slick businessman. Exactly. <laughs> and they meet again, but they're not very happy. She's just like they're both like kind of handsome and successful, but not like happy and they don't have family but so one of our different multiverses that i was thinking that if yasha stayed um in leningrad um he could uh, join 
Mariinsky. Mariinsky, it's like the it, biggest, um, basically, when, uh, after Bolshoi Ballet School. The reason I joined is because, as, it, as I found out, you know, much later, I, I actually have like ballet, a uh, 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 perfect hip opening for ballet. Right. I had no idea, you know. Yeah, you had no one, no one Because I could, I could, I, I could have become, I could have become you a could contender. Have been somebody. For, yeah, I could have been a Barishnikov, you know. So, but anyway, but the multiverse story goes like this: So Yasha would be like a, a big ballet dancer, <laughs> and I, I actually have also my weird like. Uh, kind of clearly disposition to being in gymnastics i have like weird super strength yeah and so i would be in moscow but with the whole the gymnastics team and so you then, did retire from your you, you'd win all these gold medals right right we and then you retire already 20, yeah. i guess it's like the different age, probably, but whatever yeah. I, no you they retire young <laughs> but uh, actually ballet dancer i think go longer Exactly. Than, than gymnastics because it's so like so you you'd, re, you, you'd anyway, retire yeah it's not about retirement we're still young so <laughs> you're a ballet dancer I'm a gymnast and we're getting this awards because we're top notch uh, in, in the Kremlin <laughs> we're, uh, Putin is giving us medals yeah basically. and he actually yeah. does, doesn't do that <laughs> and um, you stand kind of in a row and <laughs> he gives you medals <laughs> and then maybe I was envisioning just for the cinematic purpose it's actually two rows one facing the other maybe ballet dancers on one side and they're facing gymnasts on the other and I see Yasha across from me and that's how we meet in the other multiverse <laughs> and we're that's both hilarious. but it's different because we're both successful and confident and we're like this very fit know, that's, that's what would happen if we neither of us left Right, yeah, back to immigration, because like, why do like it's great there for for gymnastics, best gymnastics, one of the best in the world. That's the irony of it. Okay, Yash lived in Leningrad and could have joined Marinsky if he was spotted as a child with a perfect hip opening. But I actually grew up literally next to the the biggest gymnastics, uh, most prestigious kind of I don't know what it's called training facility. Yeah. Like I don't know, ten minutes from my house. So the fact that it didn't happen. If there wasn't a highway kind of I running through it, you would be window. able to see it. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's you know people dream of that. <laughs> From this, I'm I'm talking about across Russia. Um, yeah, and of course it's like all Moscow controlled by that. Putin's Putin's like cronies. Yeah, it's actually funny. One of the biggest oligarchs, uh, Usmanov. Alisher Usmanov. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So actually, his wife is the top gymnast trainer. She used to be a gymnast, and then she became a trainer, and she's this top trainer, who. Um, who basically has all this like winning students and one of them was Alina Kabaeva who is um, you know Putin's um, I guess unofficial wife yeah I mean it's funny because I think the EU was even like considering I just read a little story about it they were considering sanctioning her personally see Russians writing about it in some media like what yeah she should be sanctioned personally because she's direct link yeah. they have children together and um, but it's not like she's going anywhere you know I mean I don't doubt that he lets her out of the country now at this you point think maybe now it's dangerous he's yeah. worried I don't know like she right, might right. defect <laughs> <laughs> speaking about immigrant realities and multiverses <laughs> but yeah so Alishara Usmanov's wife uh, kind of is the main um, gymnast trainer and she has her own I think Elisha Rosmanov built it for her. The kind of uh, updated new facility is called, um, uh, what is it, Variats? Uh, uh, well, castle. it's a castle or like a <laughs> castle or a, <laughs> it's yeah. a 
palace. It would be more palace. like a palace. Yes, yeah. a g- gymnastics palace he built for her, uh, new, and it's and it says like yeah, gymnastic palace of uh, Irina Vinarovsmanova. Yeah, and it's like it has golden wave and it's pretty grand. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge like a cathedral, like a giant like cathedral warehouse. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that fancy back when I was a kid. It was in the same kind of area. There was something there, but there's basically now it's like oligarch level. Yeah. Well, anyway, so I mean, what's it? So I mean, well, the reason why we kind of wanted to re- <laughs> this movie clicked with us is because I and like again, like it's funny. We were, I, re- I was reading some reviews, and you were probably reading more about this film no, I than read I did. A little bit, yeah. And it's like you know, people mention that oh, there's an immigrant family, but like they never actually get into the fact that it's like the whole the whole the whole film is really about the immigrant experience, and it's also about kind of. You know, um, it's just it's funny. It's like it's like the movie is so it's like in, in your face about being an immigrant. But it's I guess because you know the people who do their film reviews and people who are like cultural critics they're in America, they're really too close to Im- being immigrants. They're right? like yeah, they're not immigrants at all. I mean, they're like yeah, they're just have they have. It's pretty funny. It's like completely missed the the the, right. the point. I mean, I I guess I, I, I they see it as more of like a kind of a silly. Um, Not silly. They get the multiverse aspect. Someone would well, write it about. Is, so- is it is it what it's like to have a ADHD? Yeah. You know. So, and and maybe maybe I, I I don't know. Maybe it's relevant. But ultimately, I think it's such an immigrant story. Yeah, an, to, and and to the point where like the whole the, the whole I think the, you know the 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 kind of the beginning of the film and, uh, is like really about the you know the main character, the woman who runs this laundromat basically being um disappointed with herself and like disappointed no, with, her, with her life and her life and like the fact that she immigrated essentially i mean it's like the, the life in america isn't what she thought it would be right because I mean, like she just ha- she's a loser you know she has a kind of a, sh- a crappy business you know that's how she sees it and then like whatever later on you know maybe i mean it's one of the once one th- something I, I mean the film is very very sweet and like and caring and stuff like that which is what i mean the, these are aspects of it that i don't you know don't really you know, I don't don't really mesh with my kind of let, more let cynical, darker. Let me put darker. this way: Yeah, this movie ends in this. Well, it's it's not much of a it no, it's cares, not yeah. much of a spoiler. She comes to terms that actually her husband is really sweet and love each other, and actually yeah. her daughter gets her even if she's American, and she gets she loves her back. Whatever, all this like basically happy kind of. It's a happy ending. But um, no one actually made an immigrant movie that's about been truly disappointed with the immigrant experience yes. and there's no way out of it not because you don't like maybe you're ultimately happy as a family yeah. but the immigrant experience disappointing no one ever made it I mean I don't know first of all I know I don't know many films that actually even deal very um, kind of you know I mean they might like there might be some like what's that director that does these sappy movies about like Ellis Island and all that James Gray James Gray like there's stuff like that about he made like, a movie about yeah an immigrant been exploited fetishizing kind of like Old, you know, old timey immigrants to America, whatever. But right. it's and like the hardships that they endure. Right, but it's never about the fact. It's almost like the immigrants get exploited by other immigrants. There, yeah. it's not about America being particularly bad to them. Like you know, like yeah, like it's it, it is kind of depressing. You know, maybe you live better. Maybe you live better economically or something than you did from the place you came from. But it is kind right. of like you come to America and you just kind of do this. What's it? What, what what's it for? You know and and I think it, you're right. I mean, like there isn't this. 
mean, first of all, immigrants is, you know, I've li- I live, you know, live among immigrants. My family's immigrants. You know, a lot of their friends are immigrants, mm-hmm. almost predominantly immigrants. So no one, like, people have a very, um, they don't want to look at that, at that direction. And, like, the people who are kind of, like, semi-failures or, like, things haven't really worked out for them, they're kind of seen as losers. I mean, it's true. And they are, they've seen a little bit weird and, like, and it's, it's seen as a personal failing for the most part. You know, people who don't quite like aren't able to make it, but also there's right. a projected positivity. People can't really, even people who make it, you know, um, I don't know. There's, there is like a kind of, this is, for immigrants, this is an area that you're not, you don't really want to go into because it would invalidate yeah, this, your. And actually, seriously, in this way, even if the movie ends on a very happy note, it's kind of unique because it interrogates it in the first 10 minutes, like the yes. first five minutes, you realize, okay, <laughs> this launchman owner. Is not satisfied. Yeah, but ultimately, it's like ultimately, kind of, the, it's it's you know, it's not a cop out. It's just it's, it's their it's their no no no. I think they're it's just their, it's their own vision of they're things. They're sweet, yeah, yeah. But ultimately, the big focus on it is not just like a, a failure of an immigrant, yeah. but also the generational thing, right? Mm-hmm. Which you probably would know more if they captured it well, because it's actually the big chunk of the film in um, yeah. is about right how the daughter who is clearly American and who can barely speak Chinese or very yes. poorly can relate to this kind of laundromat immigrant environment yeah. with her granddad who speaks only Chinese, Mandarin yeah. or Cantonese. I can't, I don't know, I think they mix at some point Cantonese and Mandarin. I don't know who speaks what actually. Yeah, yeah I don't, I wouldn't be able to even know the difference. I think there's some mix there. But, um, anyway, but so th- there, there's that, that's a big chunk. And so... It's and it's it's handled in, in more superficially, I think, you know. I mean, there is that whole thing about like... Acceptance? Uh, acceptance, but then there's a whole thing about like, I don't know, I, I mean, it's it's... Yeah, it's superficial. There's the the kind of the the thing that is supposed to destroy the world. You know, the sort of black hole that's it's that, a that the daughter wants to suck in like the entire universe into. I, I mean, what is like? Because you had an idea about what that was that that this was like like the being American basically. I thought the donut has been American. Yeah, basically, there's a, and that's from the mother's perspective. It's her perspective, and it's like basically being this kind of weird. You know, non-traditional. You know, weird from her perspective, like her, from her immigrant perspective, like non-traditional. Uh, you know, daughter who's like not doesn't even have a boyfriend, but has a girlfriend, and like is kind of you know slightly kind of weird, and it doesn't really you know and I don't fat. know and fat, yeah, <laughs> which is I guess yeah, and, and so like I guess for her maybe it's because it's all from the mother's perspective, I, 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 yeah, yeah. So like she sees that like her daughter is being sucked into this void basically of Americanism, which that she doesn't really quite understand. But then everyone comes to terms. It's like funny. It's like it's a, everyone comes to terms with, the, and everyone's happy in the end. You know, everyone. Right. They're there. The love is rekindled. It's it's a cheap. It's a cheap ending. You know, because I don't think things are like. Not only love is rekindled. It feels like, if I remember correctly, once she's on better terms with the daughter and yeah. they accept each other and love each other. I think the daughter is the one who helps with the IRS stuff because she's the most fluent English speaker who yeah, deals yeah. with. The IRS problems go away. The love is rekindled between the husband and, and wife. The relationship with the daughter is re- sort of reestablished and sort of and like a, um, kind of re I don't know like renegotiated or not renegotiated but they're like they they kind of understand each other. I guess it would be much more interesting if this kind of weird um, alienation and slight disappointment in this persists. It persists yeah. like okay you move in this country but disappointed and you have like a next generation like a new life that yeah. you're supposedly like supporting in this um, you know to achieve the American dream of some sort. At least if you if you didn't do it, so it's yeah. for them. And then you're like, who are they? Who but then, is but this? it's funny because I mean, you see this in a lot of, you know, older immigrants. You know, gener- like you know, the generation of my parents and even younger generation. It's like 
they came to this country, you know, to like provide a better life for their kids and all this stuff. And, right. But then the culture that they that they've come into and the culture that sort of exists now in America is not is like a culture that scares them and couldn't actually kind of, you know, could be repellent to them. You know, there might be a lot more right. conservative. Uh, they uh, have more like traditional family values and an understanding of what it means to have like a to be a good person to have a good family to be a respectable person all these things right like i mean we i see it you know i see it you know in uh you know across the board and so yeah like the fact that like i don't know look like i said this film surprised me that i liked it because in the end it's a, it's a very it's a very set kind of sappy and and kind film you know and it's like and it's ultimately gets kind of goes back to a superficial level but it starts and maybe out that's why so it's successful yeah, you know? yeah and like i don't actually i i i don't i don't like again like it's I don't, not niche you know no no it's and it's yeah and it's fine because it's just who they are you know these two guys they're like that's i mean i've watched some of their short films they're like very wacky happy yeah i didn't um, i realized it's they who made this uh huge music video turned down for what oh yeah That's right. And I think the Daniel Kwan, I think, was performing in it. Crazy. He's like very wacky. But anyway, so they're like just happy. I can't. They're very happy. I'm like, not going to judge them. Almost like, this. like happy drama kids or something. Right, yeah, like very right. theatrical. I mean, and so like, so the, which is what even more surprising to me why I like the film because they go into in the, into this, into, into, yeah, through this sort of superficial, through this kind of funny, wacky way, into a pretty deep and interesting way, into a deep and interesting topic that never gets really. I don't know. It very rarely gets addressed. Let's put it this way, and and, you, and not just in films, but in in books too. I guess you know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but again, like I don't really have that much to say. I just love the multiverse immigrant aspect. I'm right now trying to think of another multiverse where we would <laughs> we would, we would meet as not a gymnast and yeah. ballet dancer or something else. Would we meet if you were a business owner? I don't know. I mean, you know, it's. Imagine, remember when I went uh, to university, it was actually next to the parliament, my <laughs> building. <laughs> so I would have been one in the parliament, I would have been like 20, um, I don't know, like six or something. <laughs> what, uh, 20, okay, 28, maybe later, you know, but this yeah. could be later, even 30. That'd be, that's stay. pretty young for parliament, I think. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not. Are you joking? No, sorry. Do you know how Russia is run? 30 is totally not super young there. Yeah, or like, yeah, who knows? What, yeah, who knows what would have happened, but... I mean, I do like the I do like the the us meeting in the Kremlin at an award ceremony uh, with Putin putting medals on on both of us and that's like and that's like look you see love at first sight kind of thing right and then we like all our multi multiverses like you know, like <laughs> like fire up because it's like oh my god look they met also in this other but that's this. why there should be others because this one is just okay there's one that yeah. but you could have been a young member of parliament and you're kind of already a bit jaded i mean i could have been a i could I have been a, like a heroin junkie and you would have been like a nurse at the clinic <laughs> 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 or you <laughs> how about that oh maybe i saw you on the street yeah just lying on the in a pool of my own vomit yeah oh god or you could have come to america on some kind of like um Like student scholarship or something, mm -hmm. and I would have been. Uh, you would have working been in a coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. But you never somehow you forget the another multiverse. Yeah. It you you should have done an app. Oh yeah, no, that's another one. 
That's right. I, or yeah, exactly. Who could have met later in life? It doesn't have to be young, like like it was. Imagine you make a successful app, and you're one of those people who just constantly go to Burning Man in your big tent. <laughs> That's right. In my I, big RV. Yeah. And I just stay there. I also work, but I uh, maybe stay at such and such a way and turned. Yes. And I'm kind of successful too. Because you could have been a PR executive. Oh, whatever. I'm just on my own successful. So I'm coming to Burning Man too, and that's where we meet. Yeah, it's true. And maybe maybe older. Maybe it's now. Yeah. And and uh, well, that works out too. Or we both could have immigrated to Israel, and we would have <laughs> met at like the language courses, the free language courses that they give <laughs> to new Zionists. <laughs> <laughs> or if we both volunteer for the army, you know, we would have like been beaten up some beating up some Palestinian, you know, and like kid and, and met. Wait, yes, that would be totally like Starship Troopers. Exactly. And I would be like pretty buff one over And, and I see you beating up a Palestinian child and I'd be like, oh, and I'd be like, you'd be like, everything would be frozen, you know, a halo around you glowing. And I'd be like, oh, this is the woman that I want to marry. Funny. This is the, <laughs> well, you know, this is the multiverses. That's, that's, and it would have been love at first sight for us. I mean, that's actually horrible. I know, horrible but that's, but that's, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the one of the possibilities, you know? Yes. For, for 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 people like us, you know, of uh, of pure um, and not so pure Jewish blood. <laughs> <laughs> well, according to the, all the Israeli laws, I'm pretty Jewish. So. Yes, no, exactly. You got all the right kind of all the right all the right Jews. kind of blood. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. But yeah. So I don't. I don't know. It's it's funny, but the multiverse aspect again. It's it. It seems to be. I mean, back to something. At least a version of some kind of <laughs> cultural commentary is that. Um, it, it seems to be so it right now, right? Just the general multiverse element. Not not just because of Marvel, which are doing the just lazy commercial stuff, which I guess pays off clearly with huge franchises. Ultimately, I do think there's something interesting about this kind of scene because mm-hmm. it's visually so so interestingly done. Seeing this like a fully broken, yeah. right? The narrative barely sustains just only like later. Exactly, yeah. A broken universe, which is very much relatable because... Our world, yeah. We're fully in this broken... I don't know what is it post modern totally weird, like you're uh, kind of like multi screen li- yes, um, reality yeah. uh, reality which not always easy to reflect on it but on average this is the day like you 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 bombard it right it's yeah. weird and also different screens like not only one screen with multiple tabs gets yeah. you stuck into t- ten different multiverses then something else brings on you I don't know I even feel like completely no, you, insane you get, sometimes it's true I mean there's like, like split. No, it's true. We, it does. It does. Because we, because we live in, yeah, we live in this world where like you kind of are just doing your thing. You're living, you turn, you look at your phone, and suddenly it's like, and you get sucked into that world. Yeah, you're much more tickled. And I'm immediately sucked in. I might be like thinking and suddenly of something. You're like, you're realizing like what just happened to me. I was like, and I can't remember my thought. Maybe I was writing something. And I was down like, I just got notes. sucked into like watching something or like uh, looking, scrolling. Yeah, you know, yeah, scrolling. Some, some, someone's talking about something like. People like, you know, vid- videos everywhere. And also yeah. hyperlinks, and then you hyperlink no, no, yeah. to something else. And I'm like, wait, I can't remember what I am. Yes, no, exactly. And, what am and then I you're doing also like, here? you're having these impositions always, like other worlds imposing on you constantly. So it actually feels very accurate, even, okay, yeah, no, it's a good point. outside yeah. of the immigrant thing. And I, it's just so weirdly real. No, it's like, and why? seeing it yeah. in, the, yeah. in the movie format is actually way more satisfying and gives you slightly, almost felt like gives you a bit of a, like, um, time to pause and think because you see it in a kind of 
old archaic at this point i guess format in movie yeah. theater and you think this shit is insane yes the and, way that and we it's live my is daily insane, life yeah. but it's my it's like my daily life but this is totally insane yeah so i think they really even if they're this kind of um very positive upbeat guys they really got it you got it really dark well about it. and it's dark yeah. It is dark and it's fucking insane. It's insane. It's like it's it's it feels like a, a, some kind of mental disorder, you know. Yeah. I, and I'm not. I know people talk, I guess, about it for younger kids who almost just fully grew up with it all yes. the time, which I, I wasn't. It hit me in my twenties yeah. only, which I guess, thank God, it's a bit healthy. Even though I feel insane, I can't imagine what it does to a brain. What is it like to feel like? being 13 or 14 right now i don't know yeah i basically i think it they creates think it's mental normal. yeah they no, think but it's it normal, creates yeah. mental disorders in some way i don't know can you even function well, no matter what you like if you look at a screen it like it like sucks you in and, and it doesn't want to let you go no it tries to capture you actually yeah so the, yeah the, the, there's that element there that's true yeah, there's also i guess the, the element of like i don't know I, I recently watched this film called the 13th floor and i realized it's about basically it's about is it a horror What's that? Is it a horror? No, it's a science fiction film uh, by this actually um, by this German director. I uh, can't remember his name, but like apparently I found out it's basically about uh, how these like <laughs> it's also kind of about it's it's sort of a multiverse in a way. Another kind of sexy thing where people wonder if like the li- world that we live in right now is actually a, ver- a simulation world, like that we're actually a simulated world running on some kind of very powerful computer. We don't really know that that isn't true, right? And so the film is about that, like, there's, you know, I don't know, a com- company that's basically doing that, simulating a world, and that you can plug into, essentially, and, like, be one of the characters, but it's, like, but it's ultimately autonomous and runs on its own, the full, like, fully simulated world. And then, like, one of the creators of it realized, I don't know how he, I don't remember how he was, but he realized, oh, wait a second, it's not just that the world we created is virtual, we are also a simulation. How he realized it. I don't remember how he realized it, but he realized it. But who's running the... Well, that's the thing. It's like the question is who's who's up top. Well, just it's also just some like assimilation for for not clear for what, you know. But but it's also that that kind of like, I don't know, that kind of multi-reality. And so like the same people are in these worlds and you can like become a different person if you want in there. But yeah, I don't know. I just... But there is... I know that like even Elon Musk is like is one of these people who I don't know if he jokes about it or not, but he like he's, he says that he thinks that um, we live in a virtual simulation of a world. Actually, our world isn't even real, and it is like. But then, okay, does it mean he feels humbled? Why is he a huge billionaire? No, like if it's all a simulation, why him? I don't know. That's a good question because he's a hardworking person in the simulation <laughs> and you're just, we're just parasites who don't deserve anything Wait, but you know what um yeah I, I don't know i feel like it's a different topic and i just want to end yeah. uh, but what ellen musk says you realize right in that speech by philip k dick in um yeah. what is it i think it was so late 70s mid to late 70s he was talking in that convention i think in canada um it, it's easier to read his paper about something like man and machine and something like our yeah. reality he talks that we live in a simulated reality basically matrix yeah anyway, Mat- matrix definitely stolen from him yeah he talks about matrix in the 70s that's funny yeah he uses that word and describes it the way basically it is in a way in the movie yeah to some degree at least the um the kernel of it um and uh yeah and he talks about it and no he makes a good point yeah well because we, we we can't know 
uh, essentially, right? Right. Um, we can't know. I mean, it would seem to be a kind of a weird... Well, uh, I'm saying that yeah. it's weird that Philip K. Dick, such a French guy back in the day, became kind of so not French and so no, huge. No, no, exactly. That Elon Musk, I don't know if he reads him. This ideas became like there was some other, there was some other There was some other guy that was like trying to make, make the case where I can't remember the details of it. But yeah, but I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if but Elon Musk obviously reads it. popular. Yeah. Look, it the really Philip matter. K. Dick world... Is our world. It is like the mundane world that we live in at this point. Right. I mean, it's just, it's reality. I mean, we have, uh, the things that we have, I mean, they're, they're not as cool as he describes them, obviously, and, or, or as funny, but we live in the perky pat world. We live in the, you know, right. in the half-life world. We're practically brain dead on the internet. You know, people just sort of lurking and trying to get some kind of like live through other people's experiences and things like that. This is like Instagram, this is TikTok, this is all these things. Yeah, and, a sl- and the people with more active kind of minds and brains, I don't know how else to put it, they're sort of the influencers yeah. of this, but they're still trapped in there, but yes. they're the leaders of that. And then the ones who have less active, <laughs> they're the ones who are feeding off of that. Yeah, and But also feeding them their kind of existence. Yeah, and you right? have like people like uh, Beza, Bezos, who is kind of like a, a Palmer Eldridge kind of character, who is like this... I said it first. Yeah, you said it first. It's your idea. Who is like, um, yeah, wants to like wrap everybody up in his own little web of, of reality. He already did. Yeah. Anyway. It's, yeah, so like, I mean, obviously Palmer Eldridge is, is kind of more interesting. He's got like a robotic eyes and stuff and got robotic hands. I think hands. Hand, hand is robotic. And he's like been in space for God knows how long and he might actually be an alien at this point. But... Right, but but right. The, the point oh, Bezos is, Bezos went to space. Yeah, Bezos went to space, and he is basically <laughs> a fucking alien. I mean, all these people are kind of aliens. I mean, it would be more it would be more rewarding if they were actually. It would actually make a lot more sense if they were aliens. But, you know, yeah. I feel like Elon Musk is kind of a bit interesting. Bezos has some immigrant roots too, right? He was What's adopted. Bezos? Yeah, uh, he was yeah, adopted. Yeah. Uh, but Elon Musk is kind of an immigrant, South African. Would be an interesting yeah, story. I guess he can. Yeah, I guess it's easy. Yeah, I mean, he's. It's. It is kind of the Anglo world. So it's yeah, a little, it doesn't count it's probably, a if, especially if English is. If it's the it's same a language. Little bit different. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's. I was just trying to. I mean, put, he is. Pull I, I don't know how the, much of a shock it is to move. You know. Right. I, right. People from like people from like England or New Zealand or whatever like don't strike me as like immigrants in the sense that they're like they make a very smooth transition in terms of all the cultural. You know, well, I noticed them. They find funny accents. Yeah, funny. Well, that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> You're being racist against uh, so, Kiwis right now. <laughs> but Australians. That's too. a joke. I'm joking. You can't be racist against I can't fucking Australians. Be Are you kidding me? I think it's a good place to end. <laughs> we, 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 we went from, you know, uh, we made a good arc. Why did you want to sound racist in the end? Well, is it being racist, though? If you're, okay, if you're, maybe he's yeah. xenophobic, or what do you call it when you just like single out one people? I think people generally make fun of Australians for their accent. Is that like a universal thing? I don't know, mate. Mate, yeah. Mate. <laughs> okay, um, I think, I don't know, do you have any closing remarks? <sighs> no, but I but I recommend people watch it. It's a good film, you know, and you can probably, you know, it's a good film. It's surprisingly a good film. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was our film commentary. That was our film commentary. <laughs> no, you know, what we're... film criticism but I thought you were supposed to be a professional at this stuff, you know? you you. I haven't been doing anything f- like film criticism-wise for a long time. Does it feel good not have to do that? Well, since I um, stepped out of the FilmSec podcast, I'm kind of not really following anything what's going on. Yeah. I guess that's nice because it just, I don't have to follow. Because it's mostly just pr- pretty... Um, 
pretty depressing kind of news. Yeah. I'm no, I don't know. I feel like I just not interested. It's yeah. not depressing. I'm just not interested. Yeah. You want to make you know, it's yeah, want to make films that not just watch them. Yeah. It also doesn't necessarily help me or inspire me in any way. Just like time sucking things. So. Yeah. So I actually watch very little, and I don't want to know what new shows are out. Anti <laughs> <laughs> anti show. Yeah. Okay. Well, but I don't know. I did some some film criticism right now, didn't I? No, it's there good. There was something. Yeah, it was good. It was very, insp- yeah, very inspiring. Um, if you, do you want me to, do you want me to do a criticism of your film criticism? <laughs> no, but you said you thought I'm a professional. Yeah, I'm just. <laughs> I, you are a professional. I thought you. No, I thought, I'm, look, I'm I thought, not. I thought your um, criticism was right, spot on. I thought it was. <laughs> okay. You had an interesting perspective. You added to the conversation. And you, uh, you, I started the conversation. You started a conversation and you added to it. Yeah, it's all it's basically <laughs> it's like this. It's all about starting a conversation and adding to it, and then ending it, and then ending it. And here we end. Goodbye. Goodbye. Amen.